everybody, peace be still. This is Tosha, and you are tuning into the Supernova Tosha Show podcast, the show that addresses social issues and how it affects our community. Today, we are going to be discussing being a failure. Why? Because failure can sometimes serve as a valuable teacher. You can get a lot of lessons in failure. I know we all dread trying to start something and thinking, oh my God, I don't want to do this and I don't want to fail. I don't, you know, want to be a failure, be known as a failure. But sometimes that's how you get to success is through failure. So embracing the concept of granting ourselves permission to attempt and potentially fail is crucial. Uh, Failures are frequently minor obstacles on the path to achieving your success. Acknowledging failure as a valuable part of the learning process can help alleviate uh, negative self-criticism as it reminds us that failure does not make us inherently bad. Instead, failure can signify our willingness to explore new endeavors and serve as a stepping stone towards future accomplishments. Now, failing can indeed have a significant consequences. It can be painful and disappointing. Um, the experiences, um, you know, as not achieving success can also be uh, disheartening. Um, <clears throat> so in our society, there is often a strong emphasis on celebrating only winning and celebrating success and, uh, you know, neglecting the struggles that come along the way. This mindset can lead to hidden consequences of failure that can be more damaging and debilitating than the tangible outcomes. These hidden consequences affect our future efforts and our self-perception. When we fail, two things tend to occur. Number one, we tend to shut down and become closed off to challenges due to the shame associated with the failure, and we stop actively learning. Now, failing is often seen as something to be avoided at all times, at all costs. Now, rather than um, to, you know, to recognize it as an inevitable part of our learning process. So consequently, uh, we may cease trying altogether, indicating that we have um, internalized a fear of failure. So the fear of making mistakes can be paralyzing. And uh, when we venture into new territory, this fear uh, can hinder our ability to learn, uh, to be fully present and give our best efforts. Instead of embracing the learning process, we become preoccupied with the potential consequences of failure, causing us to wait for the ideal condition. Unfortunately, this mindset sets us up for a self-fulfilling prophecy. Our fear of failure leads us to procrastinate, um, you know, practicing or uh, seeking assistance. By shifting our perception on failure, we can recognize the numerous long-term benefits that it offers. Here are a few of them. Um, learning, uh, learning and growth. Um, So when we venture into new territory and take risks, failure becomes an opportunity for learning. Each failure provides valuable insights and knowledge that can contribute to personal and professional growth. Over time, these failures can lead to innovative and creative solutions to our problems. 
Now, as um, a more broadened perspective, um, failing can um, can open up a new unexpected paths, allowing us to see the world through a different lens. Uh, this new um, found perspective can be exciting and can lead to fresh ideas and approaches. It also helps to build resilience. Um, embracing failure, it helps us to develop the courage that we need to persevere. And by refusing to succumb to shame, we cultivate a sense of purpose and convictions in our endeavors. This resilience become a vital asset in navigating future challenges. I want to um, challenge yourself and ask, why are we so ashamed of our failures? There are so many people that um, have done <clears throat> very well uh, by failing over and over and over. Uh, many success stories came from failure. So I just want to know, why is it that um, we're so ashamed of failure? So, you know, if you want to know also, uh, failure prompts us to question our current path and our motivations. That's a very good point. Uh, analyzing why we fail can lead to the realization that we may be pursuing something for the wrong reasons. Embracing our failures can be a catalyst for learning and growth, and that can lead to valuable insights, fresh perspectives, increased resilience, and the opportunity to realign our paths with our true passions. And um, we perceive failure as a natural aspect of personal growth and development. It can be transformed into something to embrace and even appreciate. The failure grants us the freedom to explore new opportunities and break free from the constraints that we impose on ourselves. By accepting failure as a valuable, um, accepting failure as uh, something that's valuable, like a, a valuable lesson to learn, we can, um, or as a valuable experience, we open ourselves up to continuous learning and the possibility of surpassing our own limitations. Um, there are several common reasons for failure that individuals may encounter. Now, some of these reasons include a lack of proper planning, right? Um, so if a lack of proper planning, a lack of um, uh, preparation, insufficient planning and preparation can lead to failure as it increases the likelihood of encountering unforeseen challenges or obstacles and also um, inadequate resources or support. When you have limited access to necessary resources such as funding or technology or expertise, that can actually hinder your success and contribute to your failure. Um, there's also poor decision making. A lot of people, um, I don't know if it's a curse or what it is, but there are some people who are constantly making uh, very poor decisions. Um, and I'm sure we're all guilty of it. I, I've done that for a long time for years but um i think now you know wisdom has taught me a little a little better um with that sorry i'm having a technical difficulty here <laughs> um but also um you know, a lack of adapt adaptability, inability to adapt to changing circumstances or market conditions can result in failure as it becomes challenging to stay relevant and competitive. You guys remember um, back in the day when they had Blockbuster video? 
um, Blockbuster Video was like, you know, like where we went and rented uh, videos for movies where they had um, VHS at the time. So we'd go and, and for all you young folks and um, for, <laughs> that don't know, but it was like a cool experience because you'd go as a family or, you know, as with your friends and you'd go and you'd actually walk through the aisles and they'd have the movies laid out and you'd pick the movie that you want. Um, and sometimes the movie that you want wasn't there. It was super annoying. Um, and then sometimes you would get a movie and someone didn't rewind it. So when you got home, you had to, you know, spend the two, three minutes to rewind it, but it was a cool experience. Um, <clears throat> well, Blockbuster Video, uh, you know, at one point was the only source of getting movies, new releases, everything, Blockbuster hits. And then because they failed to plan, um, with, you know, technology and, um, they failed, um, with innovation. So they went belly up, they went out of business. So, um, insufficient market research is failure conduct to conduct thorough market research that can lead to, um, misalignment between products or services and customer needs resulting in failure to attract or retain customers. And that's what happened with new technologies. DVDs came out, um, and I guess Blockbuster Video didn't see that. Um, and then after DVDs, now, you know, we stream everything. We've got the Netflix and we got all, you know, all this um, Tubi and, and Amazon Prime and everything. So there wasn't a need for it. And I think if they had, um, the technological planning behind them, they would have seen that maybe we need to be, you know, Blockbuster, but like an Amazon Prime, um, in an Amazon Prime or Tubi or Netflix sort of way. But anyway, that was just my uh, illustration. So can failure be avoided? Um, well, in order to minimize the occurrence of failures, there are several strategies that can be employed. Um, you want to set clear goals and objectives, uh, clearly define what you want, what you want to achieve and establish a plan to reach those goals. Now, this will help you stay focused and make informed decisions along the way. And also you've got to conduct thorough research and also preparation. Um, you gather as much information as possible about the task or product at hand. This will enable you to anticip anticipate potential challenges and make more informed choices. Also, um, you want to seek guidance and advice. You want to consult with experts and, um, you know, individuals who have experience in the area that you're pursuing and, um, you know, because their insights and their advice can help you navigate potential pitfalls and increase your chances of success. Last but not least, learn from past mistakes, reflect on previous failures and identify the lessons that were learned. Now, I know we've all heard of Thomas Edison, and uh, he is quoted as saying, many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up, right? I think that's a beautiful quote. I want to say it again. Um, many of our life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. Um, 
Vincent van Gogh's, right? Um, that's the famous artist. His paintings now command an astonishing prices with uh, four of them selling for over a hundred million dollars. Wow. Um, but however, uh, Van Gogh's life serves as a, a cautionary tale. Despite gradually gaining recognition during his lifetime, he faced numerous critics and struggles with self-doubt. He even destroyed many of his own paintings out of frustration. Can you imagine? My goodness. Um, so it's worth noting that he only managed to sell one painting during his lifetime. Tragically, he didn't uh, persevere, you know, in uh, overcoming his failure, and ultimately, he took his own life. Um, so, however, following his untimely death, his work experienced a significant surge in both critical acclaim and financial success. Uh, he was a famous. Uh, he has a famous quote um, that goes, "What would life be if we had no courage to attempt anything?" Wow, I wish he kind of just took his own advice a little bit. <laughs> now, uh, most of us have seen or heard the movie, Guess Who's Coming for Dinner, starring actor Sidney Poitier. Um, my mom, I think this is like her favorite movie. Uh, I never, I think I watched it, but I don't remember it. And, um, you know, the holiday season is coming around. This is the best time where you just want to get snuggly and, uh, you know, with some hot chocolate and just, you know, uh, watch movies. And I think um, Sidney Portier, I went over a list of movies that he has. And I I think that's going to be on my uh, bucket, my bucket Christmas list uh, to do this, um, this holiday season is to just watch a bunch of his, his movies. He's a really great actor and I admire him a lot. He was born in Miami yay, and raised in the Bahamas. Um, well, the Bahamas and the United States, he's also known, uh, as a trail trailblazer for generations of Black actors. Uh, Sidney Poitier's Academy Award win in 1963 for his portrayal of Homer Smith in Lilies of the Field marked a significant shift in perception of African-American individuals within the film industry. However, during his early days as an actor, Poitier faced a setback when he auditioned for a role and struggled with his lines. The director, noticing his thick Caribbean accent, interrupted him and suggested, why don't you pursue a career as a dishwasher instead? Oh, he didn't throw shade. He threw the whole tree. The very same re rejection is what inspired Mr. Sidney Portier to not give up, to work hard and fulfill his dreams. And we are thankful that he did. He poured his, he paved the way for, you know, the, the Denzels and the Samuel L. Jacksons that we have today in Hollywood. So give it up to uh, Mr. Sidney Portier. Yay. Um, so listen to this, right? Every, every failure is a step of success. Um, every detection of what is false directs us towards what is true. Every trial exhausts some tempting form of error. Not only so, but scarcely any attempt is entirely a failure, 
scarcely any theory, the result of steady thought is altogether false. No tempting form of error is without some latent charm derived from the truth. This is a poem by W. Wenwell. Um, and so I, I thought it was uh, befitting for the topic that we have today. So um, I want to show you guys a little clip. There's this um, cute little, I guess, spot <laughs> that I would love to see um, on one of my uh, treks if I ever get around to it. No, but my bucket list uh, traveling is uh, one of my things that I, I want to do. But um, in Washington, they actually have a museum of inventions that failed. And so I wanted to show you all a little clip of just some of the things that they have there. I think it's, you know, it's it, it's fun. And I think, um, you know, you can really get a kick out of it. And if you're in Washington, or if you're not in Washington, or if you, you know, just plan a spur of the moment trip, I say go see it. If you're a museum person, if you're, you know, a history buff, uh, I think this would be something awesome for everyone to see. I definitely want to see it. So let's go ahead. We're going to roll that little footage that we have, just a few seconds of it, a couple of minutes of uh, some of the inventions that they have at this museum. All right, let's go ahead and show. Finally, Hi. I love this story. Listen closely, y'all. <laughs> All right. A new museum exhibit just opened up in D.C., and the items inside are guaranteed not to impress what? you. It's dubbed the Museum of Failures. <laughs> the exhibit showcases some of the worst business ideas in modern history. Oh, no. It's so funny. Items like the hula chair, <laughs> which no. was meant to work out your abs while yeah. you work on spreadsheets, What's right? Or here, that? Thirsty Cat, mm -hmm. fish-flavored water for your furry oh, feline friends. Makes sense to me. You can find the Museum of Failures at Georgetown Park in Northwest DC. Love it. What you won't find in here yeah. is the Floby. A success. It was a success. Super a success. The Floby? No, what's that? It was the the, the Floby. It's haircuts at home. It's the Floby. Yeah. What? Oh, it's <laughs> the Floby. <laughs> there were infomercials everywhere. And it just like, oh, it cuts boy. your hair. You just go like this. It's like a vacuum. Okay. Like a, oh, I need to look that up. Definitely. Uh, I definitely want to go to this museum. Um, I have to, oh my gosh. I'm now going to look up what this Floby thing is because that's crazy. How is it that some of these things made it to the museum, but then you had like a million dollar idea, like the pet rock, like literally someone took a rock and made it a pet and it's made millions of dollars. <laughs> like it made it. And then you have like, I don't know what that face mask thing was, but um, I saw an influencer with something like that. Like she put, she put on a face mask and then it lit up. It had like UV rays and everything. Um, I'm not, no, I'm not that adventurous. Like I want like the, the nice smooth skin, especially on my face and no wrinkles, but that's just a bit much. So if you ever get the opportunity to go to see that museum, I think it would be, um, just a wonderful experience. It looks, um, it looks hilarious. Like the, the ab chair, do you see her wobbling around? I guess when you're working, you know, at your desk and you still want to like get your ab workout in. I don't, that was hilarious. I, I can't get over it. Oh my goodness. But um, yeah, this is just a message to just embrace your failures. 
and do not be ashamed of them. Because in our society, in our civilization, we only prioritize success. And success is generally measured by material things. Um, you know, how do you how do you measure that someone is successful? Success to everyone. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Success to everyone is uh, so different. But normally... You know, it's the big house, it's the luxury vehicle, it's, um, you know, having several bank accounts with money in it, um, expensive clothes and jewelry, rubbing elbows with society people, uh, traveling first class, staying in five-star hotels, dining in Michelin-rated rated restaurants with exotic food. We are programmed to avoid failure and to be ashamed when we experience failure. And so, excuse me, <coughs> I don't know what just came over me, but the excitement from all the laughter, I do apologize for that. But we are programmed to avoid failure and to be ashamed when we experience failure and we must strive to get more and more. But in my opinion, you can't achieve success without failure. And we learn what not to do it, you know, when we experience failure. It does keep us humble. And I think that we appreciate our successes more when we have failed. So let me know what you think. Leave a story, like a story about something that you tried and you failed. But um you learn something from it. it was a learning um it was a lesson of learning for you or you know comment how do you feel about failure do you completely disagree with uh, how i feel is it you know the goal is not to fail the goal is to whatever you set your mind to whatever you want to accomplish the goal is to never fail at your accomplishments so um, to the loyal family, the Supernova Tosha Show podcast can be heard on these apps such as Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, or iHeartRadio. Uh, if you do have a newer device, you um, might be able to pick it up on Google Podcasts. And what is our goal here? Our goal is to be on the top 10 best podcasts to listen to list. So please like, share, and subscribe to my YouTube channel, spread the word, have conversations, have dinner parties, wine and cheese, make a charcuterie board. I don't know how to say, I have a lisp, so it's hard for me to pronounce a lot of stuff, but a charcuterie board, um, and that's really not even how you say it. I had a French person pronounce it for me once, and I was so off, but charcuterie board. Yeah, okay. Close enough. With all the goodies and the, 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 the nicks and crannies and wine and sit and discuss some of these topics that I bring up. Um, so just so you know, guys, guys, girls, ladies, gentlemen, everyone, I have a little cousin who's so cute. He's about 11 years old and he watches my podcast. I just want to say shout out to Jay Sizzle. Um, thank you so much, my little man, for um, tuning in and always. Um, he asked me the other day about my my podcast career. <laughs> so I tell him I, I'm plugging at it and keep going. And I appreciate him uh, checking in and watching my podcast. So 
you know, it's my little cousin. He's so sweet. I am so grateful for your time today. I thank you all for being attentive. I appreciate your presence. I want y'all to be careful, especially this holiday season. And remember, if there's someone who's um, in mourning, who's lost a loved one, who's going to be alone for the uh, holiday season, if you can bring them, you know, a fruitcake or I don't know, a turkey leg or something, or even invite them over to be with your family. Um, right now it's the season of, of giving and spreading love and spreading cheer. And I'm just so excited. Christmas is my favorite holiday. I want to thank you all for being so present with me. Um, be careful, be safe. And as they say in Jamaica, walk good. Bye. Peace be still.